Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 95. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of business tech weekly my name is cliff ravenscraft and my name is andy traub and uh we have determined that the title of this episode is going to be (laughs) andy inhaled yes i am not in my usual location i'm on my old school headset and uh so the audio quality is not gonna be as good so we're gonna have the content be twice as good to make up for my echo and my popping noises so there you go. Yeah. So, so the funny thing is just, just so you know, and, and, and I should have just continued to record because it was kind of funny, but, um, we, yes. we've, we had quite an interesting, uh, pre-show discussion. Uh, I, I think anyway, it's been a little fun and, uh, we hit record and, and of course we had this whole, uh, deal where the, I guess the moisture on my finger would not, uh, <laughs> make the proper connection on my iPad to start the music. And, so we had this whole false start thing and then all of a sudden I went in and it's like, okay, we're going to record again. And I went to, uh, right before I said business and business tech weekly, Andy goes <sighs> like that into his thing. It's like you inhaled. <laughs> so anyway, I bogarted it. Yes. I inhaled Andy inhaled. I used to inhale in high school, but I don't do that anymore. Well, we're, we're, we're not here to talk about those kind of things. <laughs> what this show is about, however, is business and technology and becoming more productive through the use of tools and services and workflows and mindsets and, mm. and all kinds of other wonderful things. And uh, one of the first things that I want to talk about today that is some, it's something that looks interesting and I just can't see how it could possibly be something I might be interested in. And let's just for the record say you have stated that before about other things that you now use. Oh, like reportive and all this other stuff, you mean? Uh, I don't know. The list is, we're on show 95. I can't keep track of the things that you have publicly disdained and then adopted. Yes. uh, Yeah. Well, well. What here? Here's the thing. I'm I'm looking for Andy to kind of to sell me on this service that no. we're going to start off with, and and from what I understand, you're not even going to try. So we're going to no, be no. talking about RescueTime.com. Andy, what is this service? What does it do? And tell me about your experience with it. Well, the pr- the premise of it is that we waste a lot of time, which I completely agree with. And the tool, as I understand it, and I never fully, um implemented it which is obviously why it didn't work perhaps but uh, the the premise is that you will it will only allow you i believe on certain sites for a certain amount of time Uh, it'll block other sites for a certain amount of time it 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 basically puts fences around your activity and so you know it, it guides you what you can and can't do and so that you can hopefully be more productive it's supposed to rescue your time going and pull it out and it'll also just track, in general, what you're doing with your time and tell you where you are. Um, you know, how much time are you spending in Gmail? You might think, oh, I just pop in and out. Well, it'll track, you know, if you pop in there for 30 seconds, but you do it for 50 times a day, then obviously, you know, that's 25 minutes. So it, it's, it's, it's 
it tracks your time on different sites and it'll send you a, a report. And I think you can distinguish which sites are wasteful and which sites are not wasteful. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, life hacker could be wasteful or it could be useful. And so that's, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I haven't used this in a while, probably over a year, why I had a hard time with it because Facebook can be useful and it can be wasteful. And so I couldn't tell rescue time what Facebook was, <laughs> right? Right. So I, I couldn't tell it that Gmail was useful or wasteful because it's both, right? Just depends on what folder I'm in, you know? Right. Uh, so I think for some people it can be wonderful. For me, uh, I did not adopt it. I could not, uh, I could not, it, to me it's like a gym membership. Anybody can buy a gym membership. That's not the problem. <laughs> That's not the obstacle. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's getting up and going to the gym and, uh, with rescue time, the only way I was reminded it even existed as it ran in the background is I'd get these email summaries and I just, you know, it's like, okay, great email summary. But, um, it's not much of a glowing, uh, report of it, but I would say it's probably worth checking out if you feel like you, you could use some guidance and how you, you know, or some, some accountability and how you spend your time online. Uh, I simply didn't right. find it to be useful because of the overlap of those sites, I think is the main thing that, that it came down to is they were not good or bad. They were both good and bad. Well, I, I would love to give my, my reactions to this. So first and foremost, before hearing any of that, I went and watched the, you know, the video uh, that talked about it's you know how it worked and and to be honest with you it kind of said you know it, it I didn't know anything about the fact that you could set it to block you know you from certain sites or services for a period you know for a period of time and and immediately as I heard you say that man if that was my first impression of what this is doing is is it's it's going to tie your arms to say you know what you can't go to Twitter until two o'clock today you know um it, that that would drive me crazy initially but then all of a sudden as i process through and i think about that man what if i really decided what if i really said you know what i only want to check my email twice a day i I, i've talked about this before i've done it for two days before and it was so successful for me um we're going to talk about email in just a minute but what what if i said you know what i don't want to i don't want to check my email until monday yeah, I, between now and Monday, I don't even want to look. I don't want to see. I don't want to. My email does not exist to me until Monday, and there's a reason why I need that. And we might get to that. We might even get into that today. I imagine we will when we talk about Erica's email stuff. But um, so so all of a sudden, at first glance, it's like I just don't know. That I like that uh, because the and the one of the reasons is like well, you know, the thing is, is my will is is greater than software. And yeah. so, so if I want, if I really, want, if I'm really feeling the itch, it, it's going to be nothing for me to just go in and turn that off so I can just go check it anyway. But the fact is, is maybe it's that hurdle that could help you. So maybe I'm talking myself into the service already. But anyway, I didn't even know that was a part of it. Here's what I originally thought after watching the video on their site. And that was, um, you know, the fact that it just runs in the background and then all of a sudden it's like you might think that you're only spending, you know, 30 minutes a day on Twitter, 
But wouldn't it be cool if you did get an, you know, an email at the end of the week and then all of a sudden you find out that you spent 17 hours on Twitter this week? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like I, I could care less whether I go in and do all the settings to label Twitter bad or good. But man, to, to find out that I'm actually spending about 15 hours more a week on Twitter than than what I thought I was, that would be good for me to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and of course, and then it's, it's for me to decide. It's like, well, what did I do on Twitter this week? And you know what? I did actually go through and spend a lot of time on Twitter and I was doing some things and, and they were actually a part of my strategy and the things that I wanted to accomplish. But then I could, uh, I could actually say, you know what? Let me look at my, look at my goals for this, for this week. And I'm getting, and I'm some, getting some, I'm getting I'm feedback. Getting feedback. Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. All right. There it went away. So anyway, um, the thing is, is I may look at my goals for the week and say, uh, I, I look back and, 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 you know, doing a strategy on Twitter, you know, while that was great, it was wonderful work. I think it it was a, it was a thing that really is going to mean a lot to me, the things that I did. But the thing is, is it wasn't planned. It wasn't scheduled. And I look now at the, I look back at the week and I see some things that were on my list that were high priority goals. And I found that I did do all this. I spent like 10 hours on Twitter this week total. And mm-hmm. you know what? I really didn't have time to do that this week. Although, yeah, it was beneficial. It's good. Maybe, maybe the, Andy, I might sign up for this. <laughs> you know, and this, <laughs> the thing about this service and I'm getting to where I have, you know, we all have capacity for relationships. A lot of people think, oh, I can really have 20 good relationships. And the reality is, you can't really maintain 20 deep, deep relationships. You might think you can, but at some point there's a capacity that we all have. And, and with tools for me, and, and I think this applies to a lot of people listening to the show, is at some point there's so many tools, I don't have the capacity to use it anymore. Um, it's, it's, and, and the fact that it runs in the background, obviously, and you kind of set it up and forget it, means you probably could use this tool even if you have a lot of other ones in place. But it's sort of like I see these to-do apps, you know, and I think how many to-do apps do you need? You need one and you need to use it, right? But, you know, it's just which one are you going to use? And I'm increasingly frustrated with myself, not with the tools, but with myself that I'm distracted by this one, that one, this one, that one. In reality, I go, wait a minute, why am I going over there when I actually already have it in this tool? Like, for instance, you use Wonderlist, right? Yes. yes. You really, really like it? No. Versus, no, that's wrong. You don't? No. I absolutely love it. <laughs> sorry. sorry. So <laughs> confused for a moment. Um, <laughs> good, good, good inflection, Cliff. You Thank got you. me. So you don't or do use the to-do list in high-rise? I do not. I, although, okay. actually, there are some tasks there, but I use it mainly to assign things to my VA. Okay. But your wonder list is your task list, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Highlights is my task list, right? So I don't use wonder list. And my point is, it, there, I have another app on my computer. I don't even know where it is. Uh, it shows you how much I use it. it. It's supposed to help with time tracking. I don't use it. You know, it's like, in rescue time, it's like, I tried it. Like, at some point, you have to use what's available to you. But where, where I'm getting to uh, is is tool uh, overflow 
where you know they're only useful if you use them. Otherwise, they're just sort of collecting dust and making dust and making you feel guilty. <laughs> you know, so I think it can be good. I just think you have to. Um, you have to. I think you have to dive all in on it, which you do a good job of, Cliff. When you do something, you're like, I'm in. You know. Yeah. And so I, I think it may actually end up working for you if you do it because. You know, it does do a lot of things. You know, you can say, I'm going to work on this project for the next hour and a half. And, uh, or I'm going to limit email to, like one of the options is you can limit email to an hour a day. And so it'll say, hey, you're over your hour a day, just so you know. You know, and those are things that I think um, could be very, very helpful. So it's not just about that social media sort of creep that we have more and more and more usage of it. But I think it really could... Um, it really could help control or at least take an inventory of your online activity. I th- keep talking because I'm signing up for this service. I'm doing this whole, this whole, well, let right me now. explain a couple options. And that's that there's a, the, again, if you go to rescuetime.com slash, I think it's um tour. Uh, they have a couple of videos there and that's where I, I found the, um, you can time track, you can block distractions. You can, it gives you some great reporting. You can voluntarily uh, block distracting sites. Uh, you can always tweak these. Uh, you can give yourself a project time, like I'm going to work on this project from this point to this point. Uh, and then the, the pricing is what I was going to share, uh, that there is a solo option for free, and then there's a, a 6 to $9 a month that tracks activity uh, has some more advanced tools. I'm assuming it gives you more robust reporting, things like that. Um, and I'm looking at one other thing here. Uh, oh, and it allows you to, to manage uh, your or track your offline time as well. So you can use it to track, you know, what was I doing when I was not online? So it's a, it's a time management uh, tool as well. So I think that it's not just sort of this, you know, a person standing behind you tapping on the shoulder and saying, hey, stop, stop, stop going to the life hacker and gadget or whatever your site might be. Uh, it, it, it will really help you with time management from beginning of your workday to the end to give you, if you use it, uh, a really clear overhead view of how you're spending your time. And uh, I know I could improve in my time management, but uh, I, there's some, somewhere between me managing my time better and using a tool for that is wasted time. Yeah. No, I, that that was, and that was my first impression. The only thing is, as long as this thing can run in the background and it never bothers me and I really don't have to do anything. And I, and I know that I can do some more things, but what I, what I would like this for, and I'm, and I'm signing up for this free option because it can, just kind of tracks w- what website you're on. I do want to. I, I want to see how much time am I spending on Facebook? How much am I spending on Twitter? How much am I spending on you know on, in email? I, th- those are those are things that I am desperately wanting to know. Mm-hmm. And and as long as I don't have to do anything for it to tell me, then uh, then I would love to know that. The only thing is, is, I just went through and I went through steps one through four, and it says you're done. It's like okay, so where do I install the app? I, I, there's, it's like, uh, you did it send you an email or, Oh, maybe that's what I need to do. It might confirm it there and give you a download okay, or take you, take you back to the download page. Now uh, you can upgrade downgrade cancer account or going to here. Your log is handled through 
Omni Auth. Okay. Your next step is to click here to do our startup with it. If you haven't already done so, be sure to download and install the collector here. Okay. So, and by the way, if anybody's listening to this, you go to rescuetime.com slash download and it sees that I have a Mac and I've already done all of this. I, I've done all that done and I click I'm done and it's still there's no software I've already answered these questions Ugh. all right I click download and it takes me to the setup which I've already done once mm -hmm. and there's nothing on here download I'm going to just put it in here again oh okay so the very first page was download and and in, instead of hitting to download I hit next step I, I thought next step would get me to the download that was my fault. Okay, so it's installing. Operator error. Operator error. Well, yeah. Good luck rescuing your time. Uh, exactly. Thank you. All right. I mean that. I mean that. I mean sincere. No, I know. I know. So, All right. Yeah, cool. I'm, so, I'll, I'll get that installed and, and I'll report back maybe if I... Thank if, you. If I decide to do so. Thank you. <laughs> if, if, I mean, if it means enough to me. If it doesn't make you too mad because it's yelling at you. So I don't remember it being very obtrusive. Which is nice. So yeah, cool. All, All right. right. So, so I want you to tell me about this 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 friend of I think it's a mutual friend, isn't it? Someone in the community. Well, no, well, what happened is Kylie, who is a mutual friend, Kylie yes. Mack, yes. mutual friend in our community, uh, pointed us to uh, a blog post done by Erica Biz B I Z. Okay. All right, and she's teaching you how to build an inspired, successful business, and so. Um, I guess she's probably, I don't know, internet marketer. I, I don't know, but I, I've heard of her before. And uh, anyway, this is the, the email that um, the email that Kyle or the blog post that I Kylie uh, pointed out to us was her in 30 day, no email trial, the results blog post. So she actually went 30 days without touching email. She, she says, I am not going to look at an email inbox for 30 days. And uh, so this blog post is all about this. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I read through and she talks about, you know, she broke it down. What, you know, here, here's why I did this. Uh, here's what happened after the first seven days. It was a transition period. She realized that she needed to do more than just filters. And she created an account for her assistant and gave her assistant access into the email um, then she created a brand new email that I, I guess technically she was still not completely away from email because she did give an email. She created another email account that only her co-founder of her company and her boyfriend had access to. Those are the <laughs> only two people who could email her. Nice. Um, so, so this isn't 30 days without email. It's just 38 day or it's 30 days without email except from, from two people. Mm -hmm. All right. And then she uh, she talks about a little bit more. And then all of a sudden she says, here's the next step. I created this autoresponder. I'd love, uh, Andy, do you have a link to the article? Can you read the autoresponder? Uh, next step in autoresponder? Yes. Yeah. Um, here's what it said. Hello and thank you for emailing me, exclamation point. Please read this carefully. What I'm about to say is important. I've made a radical change in my life and I'm taking a sabbatical from email. Note. I'm still around and working, just not replying to email, exclamation point. This means that the email you just sent me will likely not be read. <laughs> and, and not is capital and capital O, capital D. It Please read this not. blog post for more details about why I'm doing this. Erica.biz, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what should you do now? 
Number one, if you are a Whoosh Traffic customer, please email blank for assistance with your account and our staff will get back to you quickly. Always email blank instead of me directly in the future. Please note that so-and-so is for Whoosh Traffic customers only. Any non-Whoosh Traffic related email that is sent there will not only not get read by me, but will likely get you permanently banned from emailing that address again. I would never write those words. That that <sighs> that paragraph there, that 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 sentence, or actually, <laughs> like, it's just one sentence. I'm just looking for help here, people. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me, let I, me keep. Going. I just want to say, if I was if I was a client, if I was a whoosh traffic client, and I just said, you know, it's like okay, I read the last one. I didn't need to be, you know, be chastised for the thought of emailing that one. Anyway, go well, I think it's non-whoosh people. If you're a non-whoosh, and again, I don't know what whoosh is, oh, and I'm not comfortable oh. saying the word. So, all right, number two, if you and I have corresponded in the past and need to get in touch again, feel free to call me or find me on Skype, and it has our Skype name. Note, if you're a whoosh traffic customer and need help with your account, please email so-and-so instead. If neither of the above situations apply, please find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ericabiz and send me and at reply there. I will be checking once a day. Alternatively, you can find me on Facebook at so-and-so. I'll also be checking this once a day. Thank you for your understanding. Now, first of all, giving out Skype, <laughs> instant messaging, instant access to me versus email. I would prefer email every single day of the week. Uh, the, the Skype thing, like uh, we, haven't, we haven't talked about this, but some things are more sacred to me than others. Like yeah. I got a Skype invite from someone this week and I didn't know who they were and I just blocked it. It's like Skype to me is it's like the bat phone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a really good way to get a hold of me. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly right. And I'm the same way. And you know what? I decline because Facebook has the ability to go in and and mm-hmm. find all your people on Facebook, all your friends on Facebook to have Skype. And I usually I, I think I decline about three to five requests a day. You do? Yeah. You're popular. I do. I, I well, I don't know. I'm not, that, I'm not but, envious. I'm not envious of that. No, but, but I mean, I, I, I do. I, I decline them all the time. I have about 35 contacts in Skype right now. Yeah. And uh, what I do is I, I will, re, I will go through my Skype contacts usually about once every two to three months. And I will get rid of anybody that I haven't had contact with in the last 30 days. And I don't expect to have contact with in the next 30 days via Skype. Mm-hmm. And so basically the only people who are in here are gspn.tv co-hosts, my virtual assistant and clients that I've worked with over the last 30 days. Okay. It's rabbit trail, but I want to ask because it's on, it's, it's a slight rabbit trail. When I like I've, I've, I've connected myself to some clients before, but I don't want them to show up on my Skype list anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the only, only option is like block or something like that. No, you can just right click, uh, right click and rem- uh, well, let's see here. Uh, yeah, my only one says block. Yeah, let me let me go to my contacts here. Right click, delete. And it says, no, are you sure you want to block? Yeah, no, that's not what you want. You want to click on contacts and you want to right click and do delete contact. See, there's I can block Daniel C. Hodges or I can delete contact. Follow. All right. We'll have to do it. And you probably want to upgrade to the most recent version if you don't see that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Because the only thing I see is call, send files, send contacts, rename, add people, block. Yeah, you have an old, old version. Well, what version do I have? I'm not. 
don't know. Well, here, go go to Skype. About Skype. About Skype. 5.1.0. 5.1.0. And I'm on 5.3.0. Oh, I'm, I'm ancient. You're ancient. Actually, you are, actually. <laughs> that, that that one is the one you have is vulnerable to span or to uh virus attack. I gotta go. <laughs> Call me right back. But only from people who are in your contact list. So So as long as you trust the people in your contact list, you're good. Shoot. There's this internet marketing guy, Ravenscraft. Yeah, I know. You gotta watch yes. out for him. Spammy. Anyway, <laughs> so, so are we done with that one? I think so, but I can't imagine she's like, I'm done with email, but you can IM me on Skype anytime you like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that, you know, from the two experiments I've read about, yeah, which I think are noble, I think the purpose is for the most part, like for purposes, I think twofold. One, how is email messing up my life and how can I fix it? The other is, uh, can I use these other communication tools? I mean, Twitter is, it's a communication tool. It's just 140 characters, right? Right. And I can, and, and I can do private or I can do public and, you know, there's, there's different things you can do. I can send you a picture, right? Um, I can send you a link to something else. I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's a form of communication just like email is, right? Yep. It's just limited just like, you know, and like Facebook messaging, it's a form of communication. And so it, it's, to me, I think people are trying to do both. What I would like to do is just, and I, and I think I do a pretty good job with this, is just get a better control of my email. Yes. And not get rid of it. I think that's how you do it. Because frankly, I don't love interact. I guess I like interacting via Twitter. I don't like interacting via um, Facebook messaging. Um, it reminds me of Ning, where it's like I have to go to this totally different platform and so on and so forth. Um, so I guess my point is it's important to me to understand what's the point of the experiment. Is it to gain back lost time? Is it to stop people from annoying you by taking control of, of, you know, what they send you? Um, you know, I think those are all noble things to do and they're good for business and they're good for balance. But, um, if, if I'm just moving people to Twitter, I, I, I frankly, I, I mean, again, maybe these people are all more hip than I am, but some people are like, how do I do that? You know, how do I send you an at reply on Twitter? You know, um, I, I don't, I don't want to force people to, to go over and use that mode of communication. Um, I mean, I've, and this isn't like name dropping. I'm saying an example is I've sent emails to Seth Godin and he writes back because he writes back to everybody. Yeah. Am I going to give him an autoresponder that says, you know, Hey Seth, send me an at reply on Twitter. Like he doesn't, he's not on Twitter. And my point is not everybody's on Twitter and not everybody wants to send you a Facebook message. And I, I, I get it. And I think you could change your email, um, your email habits and you should, we all probably have some area to, to, to an, an email to improve on. Yeah. Mine is the frequency in which I check my email. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got all my filters and those, all that's, that's kosher. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm awesome at that, but it's, not checking it 37 times a day. That's my issue, you know? Right. So I don't know. Maybe I need rescue time. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, I, I read through the post. Basically, she came away with, you know, what did I find? And, and what she found is that she found a different way to, of delegating stuff. She she let her assistant in, her assistant's responding to stuff. I, she updated. Hey, Cliff. Yes. 
Did you see in this post? Go back to the post. Okay, I'm there. How much time did it save? How much time did it cost me? Yeah. Read that. No, I, 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 we're getting there. But before, <laughs> before we get there, here's I what I... I didn't see the connection. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so here, here's, here's where... I, before we get to the how much time did it save and how much did it cost... Here's what happened was she, she, you know, she basically found ways. She, she did the autoresponder. She tried the one autoresponder. Obviously, she got some feedback. <laughs> and, and so she updated her autoresponder. It says, hello. And this is the new one. Hello, and thank you for emailing me. Please read carefully. Uh, I am not currently accepting guest post on Erica.biz, which was obviously something she gets over and over again. Uh, if you are a PR company emailing me about your product or service, I ask that you please remove me from your list. She obviously got a lot of those, which both of those, number one, guest posts on Erica.biz. I think I would have my assistant have a text expander for those. Uh, and number that way, I don't have to mention it here and my VA could handle those very easily. Uh, number two, if you're a PR company, just delete them. I mean, why, why bother a potential client who's emailing you with if you're this or if you're this? So neither of those I still think. So number one, I would I think it should start with hello and thank you for emailing me. Please read this carefully. And then the next one is I read all emails, but I may not have the time to respond to you. My assistant, Susan, also reads my emails and may respond where appropriate. If she responds, you will see her name in the from field and also in her signature. If it says it's for me, it's for me. So, so far, hello, I, I thank you for emailing me and I read, I read each of these, I, I please read this carefully and then here's who's reading your email. So far, I love those two. This one, it says, if I do respond, it may take a week or more. Absolutely love that phrase. It may. All right. For whoosh traffic related issues, sales or support, please email this address Use the live chat feature on this page or use the contact form on our site. Please do not send whoosh traffic related issues directly to me as I can't respond as quickly as our support team can. I love that language. Mm -hmm. Thank you for understanding and helping me keep my inbox clean, Erica. This, now that, you take away the I'm not accepting guest posts and, and the PR stuff, take those two out and I love that autoresponder. Absolutely love it. But he, this is her experiment. This is what she did and this is what she was doing and this is what she still does today. Now, Andy, read the part where how much time did it save and how much did it cost me? Because I, I do like this part. Um, sorry, I was reading someone's response and it was not kind. <laughs> um, how much did it save and how much did it cost? That mm-hmm. one? Okay. Susan spends about an hour a week on my email, so that's about 60 bucks a month. So she must be $15 an hour. Okay. Uh, I use rescue time connection to show me exactly how much time I spent on email then and now. Rescue time measures how much, how much time you spend on each website and in each application on your computer you're running it on. And it's now my, quote, gold standard to see where I'm wasting time. If you want to know where all that time goes when you're on your computer, rescue time is your solution. And that's where I came up with the idea of rescue time and, and was pointed out by Kylie as well. All right. I went from spending one to two hours a day on email to three to five hours a week. So one to two hours a day, let's go high and say two, that's 10 hours. So she cut it maybe by 70%. Yep. Uh, That's a savings approximately five hours a week. Uh, At my consulting rate, link, at $500 an hour, that's $10,000 a month in savings. Of course, not every hour I saved could be billed out at $500. 
but if every hour I save is worth 50 bucks, and I think that's a fair assumption, I saved $1,000 a month, assuming she saved 20 hours. Right. In other words, unchaining myself from email massively benefited me in terms of both having more time and having a better emotional state, which is frankly priceless. I don't hate waking up and getting on the computer anymore. That's huge. And my response to that is, amen, sister. Yeah. There is an emotional connection to the immediacy, the tone, uh, the amount of uh, emails in your inbox. And if you don't believe me, then talk to someone who has a thousand emails in their inbox and, and, and talk to someone who has zero emails in their inbox. Both have successful businesses and ask me which one feels better about <laughs> the state of their business. I mean, there's just something beautiful about managing all that traffic. Right. You know? So I, I, I appreciate I, I appreciated uh, that summary, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think what it shows is that her process was her process and that, you know, maybe you don't have a VA. Maybe you aren't going to point people to Twitter and Facebook, but maybe, and I'm talking to myself now, uh, maybe you're going to simply put, I check my email three times a day and stick to that. You know, that, that could be step one for your email management. Right. Or maybe it's rescue time and you just evaluate for a week or two how much time I, am I spending in email and then putting some filters in place and ignoring, you know, new, reading newsletters or blog, whatever it might be. And, to, and maybe once a day, you know, the thing that helps me the most with my email management is reading the same kind of email at the same time. So I have one, a, a label called read it and it. It's blog posts that I get subscribed to newsletters, um, you know, just sort of aggregated, um, you know, feeds of information. I read those all at once. It's like reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. But then I have my general correspondence. I read that differently because I'm going to respond to those usually, you know. So that's how I have improved my email. It's not just my mind isn't shifting from reading a newsletter to responding to a client, right? right. That, but there's other things I can do to improve. So I appreciated that she did a lot of different things. She tweaked it in the middle, which is big. Um, but I think it's a good experiment. Well, I would love to read this uh, first response that she got on her blog here. Um, and it says, Erica, I unsubscribed from your list and uh, to save me from wasting my time reading your emails. I find your approach arrogant and rude. But then I suppose you won't have time to read this. So, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, is I, in a way, I see where Graham's coming from with his response. Uh, especially with the way the first autoresponder is is set up, but at the same time, I you know I I totally I totally respect Erica. While I completely could never see myself writing the original autoresponder that she wrote, and I all I agree with what is it like eighty percent of the second one that she may still be using today. Um, mm-hmm. I think the I think the important thing here is is it was exactly what you're talking about is is not going on an email fast, but constantly looking. What is your procedure? What is your workflow for managing your email, and how can you become more productive in it? And uh, you know, I th- and and I my favorite thing so far out of all of this is something I'm reading in the chat room from Stephen Cross. It says, "How much money does email and surfing make? Where is the tool to track that?" And see that that it, it, that's exactly like what you were talking about. You know, we can't just label Twitter and social networking as bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and and rescue time tells us we're wasting our time. Well, the thing is, is to be honest with you, Twitter and Facebook makes me lots of money, 
tons of money. I mean, I, I would say that, uh, you know, the, the free webinar that I'm doing on Saturday is going to make me probably several thousand dollars and uh, probably about 60% of the signups on there have come from Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Wow. All right. So as far as I'm concerned, th- those are, those are good time spent. Not only that, but, um, you know, it, it, when it comes to these emails, and of course, I don't get the same emails that Erica gets, and I don't know how she runs her business, but for me, uh, I almost hyperventilate when I think about the potential of saying, you know what, I'm just shutting down email. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I look in my email, I, since we started this, I got six emails in here. Of course, some of it's, uh, you know, I, well, here, here you go. Six of them are comment. Well, actually, it's one. It, it counts it as one email in here. It's a bunch of threads. But it's a ton of comments on a blog post that I put on with a video to Stephanie's uh, Stephanie and Sarah's new podcast that's launching on September 15th. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I personally want to get that. I, and I'm going to click on that and I'm going to go in and I'm going to approve all those comments and I'm going to comment eventually. You know, and, and so I've got an, uh, emails from people who find me on Google and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about buying some equipment or I'd love to talk to you about uh, hiring you to consult with me to learn how to podcast. I mean, it, it, and sometimes it's just like, hey, I really enjoy your Hunger Games podcast. I just found you. Wow. I can't tell you how much this means to me. And then I started listening to some other shows and it's like about five or six paragraphs. And, you know, those things are a lot to read sometimes, especially when I'm very busy and I want to get to inbox zero and I, I have to leave them in there and mark them for later and stuff. But you know what? I love those I mean, and and does that directly make me money? No, but it fulfills another vision, mission, and purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I, I love email. I just say, I just love it. Yeah. Anyway. I, I will point people to this post for another reason, which is this woman who I have no experience with, never read anything that she's written before, uh, is doing a great job in her tone uh, and frequency of responding to some serious haters. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she's she is responding to these comments. She said, "Oh, I made this change." This one guy in here is pretty hostile, and she never really gives it back to him. And that's uh, you can you can tell she's been hated on before because she is very calm in her response. So I would just say it's it's a good one to read just as a as a person who gets emails and sometimes they're not kind uh, to respond, uh, you know, not eye for an eye, but just, you know, calmly. So, um, yeah, anyway, (laughs) there's some people, um, there's, there's some people and, and I don't hesitate to say this, that I I just don't know if they know how to say a kind word in a comment. And it's just always, a tone of sarcasm or, uh, you know, and people that, you know, I believe love Jesus and, and run a good business and so on and so forth and, and listen to my stuff. And that's great. But there's some people that just, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to hear positive things out of their mouth and you have to learn how to react to that. And, and if nothing else, it's a bonus lesson today. Go check out that, that, that link and just see how she responded to people because there's, there's a lot of different ranges of, response but that that's that's what happens when you put yourself out there yep absolutely well hey let's move forward uh hootsuite's got some things that they've changed um better facebook management is what andy says tell us about it well if you use hootsuite in the past you know that it's a very powerful tool when it comes to handling you know twitter uh, 
streams and streams being you know a keyword search or putting certain people in a group and and and, and putting them in vertical columns um, and you know tabs and things like that. And if you don't know, you can just go look at Hootsuite's tutorial videos and see what I'm talking about. But it, it's never really handled Facebook very well. And basically, they've they've changed some things so that it does handle Facebook better. You can read your news feed. You can take uh, 12 people and put them in a, in a stream or a column. So if you were following, uh, if you did want to just follow your family, uh, then you can go through all your, your people on Facebook and make them a group in Hootsuite and, and make them a column. And you can just see your family's posts or your coworkers or whatever group you want to create. Uh, so it, you, can, you know, it does the same thing with managing Facebook pages that you're an admin on. Uh, it's just more robust than in the past. It also has a new redesign. It has a little, uh, a little, let's say 50% um, cleaner interface for updating, uh, you know, your creating posts and things like that. And I, I have, I've been impressed with, I'm a paying customer now with Hootsuite as I'm managing some other Facebook pages and needed to upgrade to the 5 or $6 a month plan. Uh, but I appreciate Hootsuite, not because it's perfect, but because I do think that they're constantly trying to improve it. And I, I do think this is a big step up and I'm going to try to um, handle more Facebook in Hootsuite because it's one less place than for me to have to go visit. Right. You know, like I still, I still enjoy going to Facebook and even just browsing Facebook and see what my friends have said. But if I can do that in, in one window instead of two windows as I have in the past, I mean, I handle all my Twitter in, in Hootsuite. And so if I can sort of implement and move Facebook into that, um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see if I can, but I would like to, I'd like to consolidate, uh, that, that, that management, but I, I think it's a good update. I think Hootsuite's doing a good job. Uh, updating their service and for those who have used it you know it, it is going to take you some time but do go try to see if you can implement your your facebook activity into uh into hootsuite and see if it improves your very, experience so very cool hey uh let's see if we can uh quickly wrap up here uh google offline uh gmail so basically they're bringing uh, it's it's not just gmail it's a couple other things too right yeah i think it's calendar and things like that i'm not sure um i think i just have that like turning it into like a, a html 5, five web yeah. app or something like that right right and it, and, it, and the interface is supposedly something it, it, it looks more like what you would see on the ipad it is it's interesting and it, frankly, it's been a little confusing for me, but basically you can go to the Chrome web store. This is on Chrome and uh, it says uh, Gmail offline beta is a Gmail app built to support offline access and allowing mail to be read, responded to and searched without network access. After first startup, Gmail offline will automatically synchronize messages and queued actions anytime Chrome is running and internet connection is available. Um, so it, it's a streamlined user interface, which just basically means really, really minimal, you know, minimalized. Uh, minimized, I should say, and um, the, the, it, this is what's confusing to me. Okay, to start offline Gmail after installing, open a new tab in Chrome. In the new tab pane, you will see a Gmail offline icon. Click on the icon, and offline Gmail will load. I can't find that, so I had to create a shortcut. Um, so it's a little confusing to me, uh, you know, where to launch it from, uh, but. 
the, the it is a very simplified interface. I, I'm excited to have offline access because I am offline sometimes and would like to open my computer and get some things. So I appreciate that it's there. I'm, I'm and maybe it's just me. But I'm a little confused on exactly how to access it, but uh, it's it is very iPad like, uh, which I'm fine with. But for those Gmail users, it's it's a nice backup. Interesting. I don't know if I'll have time to check it out anytime soon, but I'm mostly online, so it's not been yeah, too big of a yeah. deal for me. Yeah. Although if I go on another cruise in, you know, obviously we're going on the gspn.tv community cruise, maybe it'll come in very handy then. Yeah, maybe. Very cool. Uh, then one other service I know nothing about, but it looks interesting. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it. Uh, and it is called uh, Mockflow. Mockflow.com. Uh, you know, sometimes you want to create a website or something like that and you want to have somebody else design it for you and you really have very little skills when it comes to just getting into Photoshop or whatever. You can create these things called wireframes and it's got a bunch of stuff automatically built in. You just drag and drop and do us other things. And there's a lot of different services out there. Um, this is just one that I just recently came across this week and, um, I, I don't currently have a use for it for myself, so I've not used it, played with it. Uh, if I click on create account, um, there's basic for free. So basically there's no time limit. You can do one mock-up with up to four pages. You can have two collabor- colla- collaborators in there, uh, 10 megabytes of image storage, uh, five revision history mock-ups, uh, export with a watermark. So basically if you do export it, it's going to have a watermark on it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Mock store access, uh, generate specs in Word real-time editing. Okay, so basically if you if you find that you get in and you play with it, you really like what it's doing, you want to be able to export this thing without the watermark, you're looking at 69 bucks a year. So I don't know, there probably are some, maybe some wireframing apps that are, you can maybe spend 65 bucks for and and uh, maybe just have full-time access to it. Matter of fact, I'm pulling up my Mac app store right now. Mm, yeah. And uh, I'm just going to do a, a search for wireframe as soon as I finish right. the, as soon as it finishes loading here. Here we go. So wire frame. While you're doing that, I want to remind folks, if you've listened to this show 95 times or, or one time, you know, do go to, uh, to businesstechweekly.com or just go to gspn.tv and, and find our show. We do take all these links and put them in as show notes so you don't have to rewind and pause and things like that. To find these, we, we try to, to uh, help you as a, a listener uh, you know, not, not waste your time and not try to write down a URL in a moving vehicle like I've done way too many times. Yeah. So check it out there. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I don't know if OmniGraffle is equivalent. Um, it, it certainly looks like it's a lot more than just wireframing. Uh, but I don't know. OmniGraffle is $99.99. It's a one-time purchase. And you can install it on all of your things, all, all of your Macs. Um, so they got OmniGraffle Pro for 200 and they got OmniGraffle. So I don't know. Anyway, wireframes. If anybody's looking for it, I, I, Mockflow, M-O-C-K-F-L-O-E.com. Yeah, and if you have others that you want to suggest that we, you know, oh, no, you guys should have talked about this one, then you can call in and tell us. We'd love to, to hear hear from you. Absolutely. In fact, I'm going to start our music right now and just uh, wrap up and just say, hey, folks, if you're anywhere near the Chicago area near the end of this month, September 30th, there's a gspn.tv community meetup. I'm actually co-hosting that with my good friend, Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. 
He and I are going to be there for a, uh, a conference, the Financial Blogger Conference. We're very much looking forward to it. And uh, if you're in the area, we'd love to meet with you. Uh, just go over to gspn.tv forward slash Chicago Meetup. gspn.tv forward slash Chicago Meetup. Andy, what else you got going on in your world, my friend? We are hoping to release the In the Loop with Andy Andrews show uh, next week on iTunes. And uh, in the meantime, um, things are going very good with that. And uh, we're going to start sort of gathering his tribe to start to spread the word on that. He's got a massive email list and lots of followers on Facebook. So getting ready to ramp that up and also have a couple of different uh, podcasts that have uh, been added to on my network over at takepermission.com so folks can check that out and uh, also I was recently on the Free Agent Underground show with our friend Kevin Miller and I got to talk about what's going on in my business so if people want to check that out they can just go over to takepermission.com and look for the Free Agent Underground show and kind of hear how my business has changed and developed and I uh, obviously dropped Cliff's name a couple times because he's been a huge part of uh, helping me develop my business so check that out Awesome stuff. My friends, go over to takepermission.com. Go over there and check all that stuff out. Also, follow Andy at Andy Traub on Twitter. You can follow me at GSPN on Twitter. And uh, if you guys really enjoy this content and it means a lot to you, uh, would you consider becoming a GSPN.TV Plus member? It's 100% contribution free obligation. No, wait, never mind. Hold on. No obligation, completely voluntary. There you go. It, it's it's almost that time where I just need to shut down my brain. Yeah, or it is actually shutting down. It, it's and you shutting can't stop down. It, yeah, right? exactly. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> if anybody out there has used Rescue Time and you absolutely love it, I do want to hear from you. Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. If you do want, are interested in Plus membership, head over to gspn.tv/plus. And uh, Oh, and one last thing. If you get this before Saturday, September 3rd at 12 noon Eastern time, I'm doing a free webinar on how to learn how to podcast. Podcasting 101. You can uh, find out details. Just go to either podcast. Yeah, just go to podcastanswerman.com. Click on the free webinar button. If it's not there, then the webinar has already passed. So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community.